Welcome back to Ski Steamboat for Pete's sake, where we hear all the stories of Steamboat Springs, Colorado, from Pete Wither, a third generation 81 year old local, still skiing the trees on a powder day faster than most of us can keep up. Today we have a special story for you, my personal favorite. It's a story you will have trouble finding in any news archive. It's the tale from 1972, when Ski Patrol heroically saved Steamboat from catastrophe. How this isn't a documentary on Netflix by now is a mystery to me. So the Warners, you know, everything's named after the Warners. It's all about the Warners, but they didn't own any part of this that no. Fetcher owned. No. They just used the Warners as the famous people. It's a marketing, it was a marketing yes. thing, right? They, they became the famous family, even though right. they didn't own a yeah. thing. Exactly. And who was the most famous was Hazy, yeah. who was this wonderful woman. Yeah. And Buddy, you knew him. He was a little older than you. Yeah, he's he's seven years older than me. But I did, I knew him, you know, and I'd ski with him every once in a while. And they lived right across the street from me, so I knew him all the time. Oh, they did. And then Skeeter was in between next, and then Loris was the youngest, and he's a year older than I am. So with Buddy, what was Buddy like? Do you remember you know, uh, I was a lifeguard at the pool. The first, my first memory of him is that I was a lifeguard down at the pool in the summer, and he was there, you know, and he just had these big, muscly legs and everything like that. And, he, you know, he's a pretty small guy. He was just, he was about Chris's size, really. Okay, so he was shorter. Yeah, he's not a big guy at all. Yeah. But he was this great skier, and, you know, you've heard the stories. He, you know, he's the first guy to ever compete, really, and, and from the U.S. in Europe and do well. You know, he was qualified for the Olympics like two or three times and he broke his leg and this and that happened and all that kind of stuff. So he never could make the Olympics, I don't think right? he ever, did I he ever, I don't think he ever know. competed he in the Olympics. I think he did, but he Maybe, definitely didn't win. I think, okay, something like that. Anybody, mm -hmm. but he, he did win a lot of very prestigious races. But he and, was the pride of Steamboat. Oh, no doubt about it. Everyone was proud of Buddy. Right. And then Skeeter kind of followed along and she was a very good skier as well. And she was beautiful. And she was beautiful and she was on Time magazine and uh -huh. all this kind of stuff cuz you know cuz she's a a beautiful woman and a really good skier. Right. And she started the Storm Hut and that that's that was the name of the uh, business that they had here. It was a Stellan ski gear and in the summer it was a sporting goods store. Right. Why do you think they had all those crazy names? I mean, they weren't calling their kids any of their God-given names. Well, well but yeah, right. Well, Buddy's real name was Wallace. Skeeter. And Skeeter's real name was Gladys. And Bugs. And his real name was Loris, but everybody called him Bugs. I wonder what that was about. Yeah, I don't know. You don't have a nickname, do you? No. <laughs> but no. really, that's no, a funny really. thing that it has. Yeah, it I don't know. It sounds very wealthy, really. Oh, they were, like, they were poor. I know, but it sounds wealthy, doesn't it? Yeah, it kind of does. Uh-huh. You know, and, and you know, like when Buddy went to the Olympics, everybody in town kind of, they gathered up and everybody gave him 10 bucks or something like that to, you know, get the airplane over to Europe or whatever it was. Okay, so you mentioned the first gondola that LTV put up. You know, and I worked on that and I know. built it all and everything. So can we please get to the story about the gondola? It's my oh. favorite story. Okay, so... So the first year, the first year it's in operation, right? And did you ever see the old gondola? No. There was four towers. One is right there by the ptarmigan. Two is at the top of Christie. Three is kind of up there across from Ted's Ridge. And four is at the top. 
So between the top of Christie and the one across from Vertigo, it's like 300 feet high because, you know, the, the cable goes straight. And uh, the first year in operation, so I'm on a ski patrol and we practiced evacuations a couple times and then it broke. And what do you mean by it broke? Well, <laughs> the way it was set up, there's a track cable and there's rollers on the top of the gondola cabin. And basically, and then there's a haul cable. So the, the track cable is rigid and it acts like a track and the, everything just rolls along the top of it. And then there's a call cable that moves, okay, and just pulls them along like that. Well, on the towers, there's a change in uh, the direction, you know, like, so like it starts in like that and it comes out like that or something like that. Okay. And when that happens, the hull cable between the cabins, right, well, the wind was blowing really hard and it blew the cabin. And this is, this is the uphill side and the downhill side's over here. So the the wind was blowing really hard, and then the cabin was out like this instead of straight up and down. Yeah. So the, the, what happened is the hull cable got on the wrong side of that wing, and it was pulling up like that against it. And what happened is there's uh, the way it works is, you know, these are rollers up here, but the hull cable has these clamps on it just like, like a chair does now. Yeah, I see, yeah. I remember those from the old days. Yeah, so it had these clamps on it like that. Well, it got caught under those wings on the tower, and it pulled down like that, and it broke the clamp on the cabin, and it fell to the ground. You've probably seen that picture of that mm -hmm. one laying on the ground. The poster that says Ski Steamboat? That one. You know who took that? Who? John oh, Beauregard, Cedar's dad. Yeah. And then they tried to get rid of the picture, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They tried really hard to get rid of that. But that poster still sitting in a oh, T bar. Yeah. <laughs> I want one of those. You Do you probably, have one? You could probably get one online. We don't have one. You think? Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. But the resort wanted that gone. Oh yeah. They didn't like that. Okay. Not, so, not good for marketing. So it falls off. Nobody's on Nobody's it, in. To it's be on clear. it's on the downhill side. Nobody got injured. The gondola kept running. And the ski patrol only had like four radios at that time. One of the one of the patrollers that had a radio was on the gondola and could see what happened. And it was our only girl patroller. And Nancy, she's, her name's Nancy Wheaton, she's going, stop the gondola, stop the gondola, stop the gondola, you know, and... Because if the next one had gone through there, would it have fallen off? Exactly. It's on the downhill side, right? Yeah. Somehow somebody heard it and they stopped it before that happened. I mean, there wasn't probably somebody on the next one either. No, there wasn't. It's all uh -huh. empty. But on the way up there, there was the, the whole, everything was full. Yes. Right, and so they're probably watching it happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and like I say, that, like this tower right here is probably 150 feet high. You know, and then I say, like, the ground goes down like that and then, you know, Christie's over here like this, and the, the ground goes way down like that and then goes back up again. So it's like on that one place. Anyway, this is the, uh, I, this is Tower 3. You don't even know where this is, but there's a road that goes from Vagabond back over to Heavenly Days, kind of near the top of Vagabond, like that first flat spot where the slow sign is. Uh, what are you saying then? Like if you were skiing down Vagabond, okay. you go down that first little pitch there and it kind of flattens out and then drops off again. Yeah. Right there. 
there's a road that goes all the way back over to uh, Heavenly Days. Okay. That's called the Tower 3 Road because they had to make that road so they could build this tower there. I climb up. It's coming back. It's hit the So the wind's blowing like 70 miles an hour, you know, and it took a while to get organized and figure out what was going on in like a couple of hours. Where were you? I was at the bottom of the mountain when this happened, and I saw, and I, I had a radio because I was on a snowmobile picking up somebody that needed a ride down or something like that. And I could hear this, like, stop the gun. And I looked up, and I could see Heavenly Days, and I could see what happened. So I went right back down to the bottom and got on Thunderhead Lift and made it back up there. The wind's blowing 70 miles an hour. We had enough guys on around that we could evacuate it. This is like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And all those people are sitting They're there still, for an they, hour They've so. already been there for a couple of hours. And there's no cell phones, no. so they have no one talking to no, them. No, no, They're just sitting there. But if you think about it, they have, they have no media, no. no way of knowing. And no. some of them watched a gondola fall. Right, and then, they're sta- and then it they stopped. They don't know enough to it, know they're not going to fall. Right. right, and it's blowing 70 miles an hour, and their cabins are going all over the place. So I was a tower... Three to Tower Two was my span, and I climbed up there. And a, a, <laughs> there was a friend of mine that was visiting from Winter Park. One of the ski patrollers from Winter Park was just here that day, and I said, "Hey, Ske-, his name was Skeeter too." I said, "Hey, Skeeter, uh, are you afraid of heights?" He said, "No." So I said, "Look, I need some help here. Can you help me? I need some help getting this equipment up here to do this, start this evacuation." He says, "Okay." We get down, and he's looking up there, hundred and fifty feet up. He says, are you shitting me? Did said, he do it? Yeah, he did it. To his credit, he did it. Were and you we, scared? Oh, yeah, I was scared shitless. Everybody <laughs> and was. you two little kids at home, right? Yeah. yeah. So we climb up there and we get on. So I get up there and I go down to the first cabin. Have you ever That's seen? what I don't understand. So you climb up a ladder, like the yeah. ladder on the tower, yeah. right? 150 feet up. And there's things, they, we called them a bike, but it really wasn't anything all a bike. It's a... Did you have anything hooked on to you when you were climbing oh, yeah. up that ladder? Maybe. I don't think so. No, it was built by the people that built the lift. So it, it kind of looked like that. So this is a little place where, you, you know, you sit over here, you put your feet here. These things go down on the cable. What do you and, mean they go down on the cable? Well, they, they sit on top of the cable and then you have a break. You're hooked in. Yeah. You, when I'm on the cable, I'm hooked into the cable. Right, just with a harness and a You're almost carabiner. like a little lift. And then there's a brake that goes right in here that goes around the cable. So, like, you're using right. gravity to go down, right? So you open the brake, and if you let go of it, it stops it, right? So to go down, you just push it forward, and then when you get to the cabin, you pull it back and lock it. And you get out on top of the cabin, right? So I'm I'm uh, so I'm so on the top of the cabin. I'm, I'm all hooked in and everything, you know, and the wind's blowing, and... And I, I yelled down in there. It's like, get over to one side because I'm going to open the door now, right? And there's there was a six passenger. There was four people in this cabin. And I, I opened the door and I get in there and there's... Wait, four, what do you mean you get in there? That's the part I, I don't I get walk, to. I, so from the top of the cabin, Yeah. you open the door uh-huh. and you go down into the cabin. Like you go in the regular way you get in. Yeah, that's like the you're only holding way, on. That's the only way you can do it. How do, what do you do with that bicycle thing? It, it hangs up there until you're ready to move to the next cabin. And you're hooked on somehow if you didn't get in there? Yeah, exactly. And it's the same way they evacuate the gondola right now if they have to. Okay. <laughs> Believe it or not. So you a, get in the cabin. So I get in the cabin, there's four people, and they're in a little, like, a little area about like 
from here to here, there's three people, right? Like they're six just like, inches. They're like so far away from the door, they can't believe it. And I get in there and there's four kids and, an, and one adult. And the kids are like 12. Or, they're probably winter sports club kids. And they're like 12 and they're all scared shitless. And I am too, because right below us is the cabin that fell. <gasps> so they saw it. Oh, yeah. They were right next to oh. it. And I, I said, so there's this one kid that's bigger. He's like 18 or something like that. And I said, okay, you're the oldest one here, so you're going to get out first and show these kids how easy. He says, I am not getting out of this thing. I am afraid of heights, and I refuse to get out. I said, you are going out, and you're going to show these kids. You know, and, and so Was this we, the first cabin you got to? Yeah, and we had never done this before. You know, we just practiced it inside and stuff like that. You practiced it like down at the base? Yeah, well, at the top, but yes. And okay. we, we'd ridden the bikes before, but we never actually evacuated anybody. Okay. And the way we do it is we have this string, basically, that we drop down to the ground, and then we pull the rope up like this, like 150 feet up, and we hook it through a, a loop up there inside the gondola cabin, and then we tie it onto a harness, and then they, the people put the harness on, and then the, the descent is controlled by people on the ground. Like belaying, basically. Like it is a belay. That's exactly um, what it is. How did you have the harness? Did you have it with you? Yeah, I had it with me. So I tied a ski pole on to the string to give it some weight to get it down to the ground, right? And the and the, the wind blowing and the things like straight out like that. So I tie all the ski poles on in the whole cabin. And it and it, it lands out there in the middle of heavenly days instead of right underneath. Because no one really thought about how you should have a good weight to well, go we down well, there. Like yeah. Seventy mile an hour winds, like right. why would we even running it, right? So now it's like three hours since it's been stopped. And I finally get that guy down. And then, then I, well, I just work my way down, 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 down. And it's dark, right? Yeah, you just skim through a lot of stress. Yeah. Like then those people got down. You had to hook yourself on. Hook around, do go down thing, to the next cabin. Go, go in each cabin. Was every cabin yeah. freaked out when you got in? Oh, totally. Had any like, of them peed their pants? Yeah. Well, like Barbie said, everybody, you know, I mean, after a few hours, right? Some of them were taking their boots off and pissing in their boots and dumping it out the water window. And there's one lady who was pregnant, you know, and it's like. There were some walkers taking off tears. The lady that was pregnant, you had to belay her down? Yeah. That's I'd love she to know who she was. Yeah, I bet she you. told that story till the day she died. I'm sure. We'd like to hear that story. And so every group so, had to trust you. And you had to kind of be a and psychologist. Is, and, this, and this is going on on every span, right? There's four people that can evacuate. Luckily, there was nobody on the downhill side except for one place, and it was easy to get to. So we have four people, and they've got all these ground crews, you know, and then you have people down on the ground, like, you know, and cause we had to leave their skis on the gondola, so we had to wait, give away for them to get down, and, oh, it was oh, a big right. deal. Anyway, it got dark before I finished, and I, the last one, I, they, I, they, I'm going to the top of Christie, and it's a little bit uphill, right? Right. How do you go up? So I, I, I dropped a, a rope down to the ground, and the guys on the ground pulled me up there too. Right. I never thought about that. Yeah, I didn't either. So and we got we got to the last cabin, and I let all the people out. And you know, we didn't have radios or anything. You know, we we're just like, okay, we're ready for the next one, kind of thing. And the wind's still blowing, and it's dark. And at last, they thought it was me, and it was one of the. You know who it was? It was uh, Todd Allen. Todd. You know, do you know from Allen's Men's Store? Yeah. It was Todd. On the gondola. He was on the gondola. He He was was the last guy that got out on my span, 
and they thought it was me. And they said, oh, well, let's just give them a ride. And they just let it free fall for like 100 feet. Huh. <laughs> At least he was a local. Exactly. Oh, right? my gosh. And they get down, and it's him and not me. Uh, and everybody's freaking out. And right? he goes, I want to do it again. What I love about that story is they're still laughing, yeah. right? Even in that very moment, yeah, they, yeah, they, they you must laughing. have been exhausted. Oh, yeah. You know, so we'd been up there for seven hours by then. We were, we were totally exhausted. Every single person got down, no injury. No injuries. All the knot, knots worked. I mean, Pete wor worried about tying knots for years. You had to tie a knot every over time, and over? Every time, yeah. Every time I got it to a new cabin. Oh, my gosh. Because if you cut, tie the knot wrong, they could... Yeah. They're done. Did it you ever get a thank you note? I don't... Yes. I got a thank you from the Ski Corp. Thank you. They, they took, invited... They, took, they, they invited us all down to the, the four, Sheraton. The four guys. The, the evacuators. The four guys that are riding bikes. They said, you guys can, you know, you can have as much as you want to drink and all you can eat for free. They should have said for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right? <laughs> or your family. Right? They could, they could even take me. I, 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 I was so wound up, I couldn't even sleep for three days yeah. or three nights. I just had so much adrenaline in me. And that, tell me how that didn't make the national news. Right? I don't have any idea if it did. It must have. In the 70s. It must have. But that picture because never like, made it to the paper. No, oh. no, no. But oh, like two months later, the same thing happened in Vail oh, or something right. similar. And yeah, we right. called those guys up on the phone. I don't know how we even heard about it. It must have been on the radio or something. And we called them up and said, hey, listen, you know, we're, we're here to help. If you want us to drive over there and help you, we can. They said, no, we got to cover it. Now, with that one, someone was on it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got injured. They Nobody got hurt. It, it their they might have died. Their cabin, I think, hit a tower or something. I'm, I'm not quite sure what it was. But it was the same issue. Same. It was the same kind of gondola. And the wind. And a similar issue. And they, they had to change the design of the gondola right. of, all over the world for that tide at that time. Did you, were you ever nervous riding the gondola after that, knowing? No, never. But now if it got I really, really... It's windy. Yeah. Do you think when it's really windy that could happen? It's a completely different situation yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. No. There's some other thing. That well, you but are. like yeah. then there were two cables, right? Now there's one. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's more like yeah. a chairlift now. Yeah. And it's only 50 feet off the ground instead of 300. So for that heroic event, just to be clear, you got all you can eat and all you can drink one night. Yeah. One night. No money. No. <laughs> no. No nothing. Oh, I think we did get, well, we did get an extra quarter an hour because we were trained to be evacuators. <laughs> Okay. So, so the whole so, yeah. Two bucks an hour or something, or two bucks a day difference, right? Wow. <laughs> Were people interviewing you for the story? No. I, I, you know what? It's almost a blank to me right now. No, I just can't really hardly weren't. remember they it. They didn't. I don't know who handled that. Do you think anyone sued was the resort? I th yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, but that, that was sort of the beginning of lawsuits against ski resorts. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't very many attorneys that were kind of up on that kind of stuff. I mean, if something like that happened now, I mean, there would be billions Everybody. of dollars oh. worth of suit. Everybody. But at that time, there wasn't. Right. It's like, oh, so, you know, nobody got hurt, you know, blah, blah, blah. We got a good story. And then, so here we got these gondola cabins are hanging up there for four or five days until they figured out how to get everything off of there and everything. So all these people's skis were up there on their... So they had to, the, the ski area did rent skis for the people if they wanted them and that kind of they stuff. They would be nicer to the, the guests, I guess, this year, but 
Yeah. Anyway. And then they finally, then they just started running again, probably still with that problem. Exactly. And just, they shut it down if it got windy. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody learned something, right? That's my favorite story. (laughs) Isn't that the scariest? I still don't understand how you had the guts to do that. He didn't realize. Well, we were trained, we had trained for it a little bit. And I mean, this is, this is probably like a month and a half after we opened it. So we hadn't, didn't have very much time to even train for it. Thank goodness you had. Thank goodness you had an apparatus. Yeah, the apparatus came with. It came with the lift. Because they have to be able to evacuate it. I mean, that's a mandatory. Were people freezing? It wasn't that cold. Yeah. You know what? It might have been in March or something like that, like a March spring storm or something like that. I can't remember. I don't think, I can't remember the temperature. It it must have been pretty warm because I don't remember being that cold. I think it might have been in the spring. Is the Allen guy still alive? Oh yeah, you know you he you know was, Alan's men's store. Yeah, I just he don't know it. him. Okay. Oh, oh, you don't. He I'll have to ask him what his version he is. Of he lives getting, pretty close to you. Of getting evacuated. Where's yeah, he live? He, he lives in that big white house. It's on the corner. Over oh the, yeah, yeah, right there. The old farmhouse. Yeah. Wait. Wasn't that so fun? The ski patrol back then. Oh, it was so much fun. Oh, it was rough. We were bad boys. We were bad boys. We had beer every single night. That's all for now, folks. Bye-bye. Produced and edited by Mark Allen at the Salters Point Studio on Buzzards Bay, Massachusetts. All rights reserved.